We believe in sparking imaginations and that you are never too young or too old to follow your dreams or imagine a new one. We have maker spirits and desire to create something daily. We believe family should be fun, filled with love, sharing and connections, togetherness and adventures and magical times. We believe family is happiness, silliness, and creative ideas, playful things, and heartfelt service, enjoyable and full of life lessons. We believe faith belongs in our homes and hearts, and we believe parenting is the greatest adventure of your life. We want to provide you and your family with stories and inspiration because we believe building a better life starts at home for both you and your kids. I'm your host, Kristen Fitch of Big Family Adventures, the co-founder of ZiggityZoom.com, an entrepreneur and host of several other podcast shows. And I am so happy you're here with me today. And welcome back to Big Family Adventures. This is Kristen. Today, the theme is skip the homework or homework is overrated. And I don't know about you, but I have found myself saying many times, they're in school all day. Why do they have all of this homework? Especially, you know, once your kids get to the older elementary and the middle school and on. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about how do we have fun? How do we connect after school and on the weekends, even when there's homework, but also you know, what I'm not saying is like, let's all get in trouble by the teachers by not doing the homework, but let's try to get the homework knocked out or take a break, go outside and play, and then come back to the homework. And I hope that many of you have teachers that understand kids need to learn by going outdoors and they learn by playing games and exploring their world and discovering things. It's not through books and memorization specifically, right? That's a very limited type of learning. So I today want to encourage us as families and encourage our kids to use our hands, to discover the world around them, to learn how to use their bodies, right? Balance and strength and all of these things. And none of that happens from staring at our schoolwork books and writing in our workbooks, right? We need to get outside. We need to have some good old fashioned you know, old school fun to go to the park, swing in the swings, walk on the balance beam, you know, do a scavenger hunt, those sort of things. So that's what I'm encouraging us today is skip the homework in the sense of not focusing so much on only our grades and having book smarts and and putting extra time into the schoolwork. Because I think the way that we actually become successful, how we become a good human is through empathy. It's through understanding our world around us. It's through looking at something and being able to be a problem solver, to see something and realize it can be used in multiple ways. And we don't learn that in school if we're just learning the basics, right? And learning how they're teaching us to learn. And so it's up to us, right? The families to make sure that our kids are getting these other opportunities for learning and for exploring, And so here uh, today, I'm going to share with you a couple ideas on how we can do that. Okay, here's the three ideas that I'm going to talk about today. One is about motion. The other is going to be about using our hands. And then the other one is going to be how do we perceive the world, right? So perception. Now, if the ideas that I share with you today don't quite fit the age of your kid, then take the concepts and just try to tweak it for your child if they're older or younger than the ideas that I suggest for you today. Okay, so skip the homework. Okay, here we go. The first is when they get home from school, 
you know, yes, yeah, some kids like to knock out their work, their schoolwork right away. And some kids won't have schoolwork, right? It depends on the teacher and it depends on the grade. So if that's your kid, amazing. So glad that they don't have any. If they do have schoolwork, then a couple strategies for that is, you know, group the schoolwork so that on certain nights they have time to do it for more than one night. So maybe they have a free night off or break it into chunks. Let them take a break once they get home from school to go outside and play and just have some fun to kind of relax and stretch their legs after a long day of being in a classroom. And then let them sit down and get started on their homework. But make sure there's they're in an environment where it's quiet and they can focus and you know sit upright at a table. Because I know my kids, especially during COVID, got really used to lounging while they tried to do their homework. But I don't think it's as effective for a lot of the type of work that they need to be doing. All right. So the first thing is, how do we encourage learning beyond the classroom or, or at least beyond the traditional classroom? The first is motion. So, you know, we've become a society in many ways that we are, um, we're too afraid, right, of kids to get hurt. Oh, that's dangerous. That's unsafe. But how do we learn what we're capable of and what the limitations are if we don't try things, if we don't learn to do new things? For instance, if your child wants to learn how to do a backflip or you know how to do one or you did one day, you don't start off with a backflip. You usually start off with something more simple, a cartwheel, and maybe doing a flip or a partial flip or flip onto your knees on a trampoline. So it's a process, but encourage your kids to move their bodies and then move them in new ways. So you can do this through bringing them to places like a playground where they have things that you climb and you have things that you, you know, go across with your arms and other things that you use your legs. And then there's, you know, using your balance, uh, playing different outdoor games and activities, uh, learning to play different uh, sports or games you know, with you or on a team is also, you know, super helpful, but introduce them to different things, take them to different parks, or maybe your area has things like a, um, like a rock gym or those climbing or obstacle parks, uh, adventure parks. Now, some of those things cost money, so it's not, I'm not saying you're going to go there often, but on occasion or for a birthday, those are great ideas to have some fun with your friends or family, but also to move your body and to learn what you're capable of truly. So that's the first thing is I encourage you to help get your kids into those environments where they're going to be moving because kids naturally, or most kids want to move their bodies. But if we don't ever take them to those places, then how can they, you know, other than around their house, they're not going to be doing those things. Next, use your hands. How can we get our kids to use their hands more? Well, we usually do this by example. Have them help in the kitchen, right? Making dinner. If you have a garden, have them help, you know, tend to the garden or, or to plant the little baby plants. You can also have them do little small projects that are age appropriate. We liked to take our kids to Home Depot or Lowe's or even Michael's, I think, does it. And some of these are, are free, you know, I think they do it once a month, like projects for kids. Uh, some of them you have to pay a couple dollars, but there's all different projects you can do where they've already figured out the project and then they provide all the pieces for you. And some of them even give you a free apron the first time you go. Those are great ways 
for your kids to learn how to use their hands to make something and to be proud of it. But it also helps them see that, oh my gosh, look what I'm capable of. And they can, it helps them to learn how to follow instructions and it helps them be creative when that is uh, called for in the project, right? It depends on the project. I mean, sometimes you have to nail in a very specific spot for it to be held together. And other times there's more opportunity for creativity. Okay. And when we use our hands, we're both learning often new skills. We're learning what we're capable of, but then also we're learning about our world, the world around us, the world outside, things that grow, things that can be built. And a few other ideas for ways to use our hands are go to a fruit or vegetable picking farm, you know, like a strawberry farm in the the spring or in the fall, it's apples or other fruit. And of course there's other ones in the summer. That's a great other, you know, other activity to do. And other things you can do is go fly kites or even fly paper airplanes. All you need is some paper to do that activity, but they're learning how the different shape of the airplane, the way they fold it will actually impact how far the little paper airplane flies or if it loops around or it goes straight. These are the types of things that help us learn, right? Because learning happens outside of our classroom so much more than in the classroom sitting our little butts in the seats, okay? So remember, the way that our children become successful, beautiful humans is through learning outside the classroom. And it's also, of course, learning empathy and learning how to help and serve other people. And we can do that through, um, you know, helping a neighbor. We can do that through you know, showing kindness to other people through maybe uh, going to a soup kitchen or a food bank. I mean, there's a ton of ways, maybe helping out with uh, rescue dogs, you know, or something like that, whatever your family is drawn to as far as helping. But that's how we start teaching empathy, which is super important as well. Okay. And then number three was perception. How do we learn to see what's beyond the obvious. How do we learn to be better problem solvers in the world? This happens when we start looking at things and trying to expand our thinking to try to break things down and then also go beyond. And so one really simple game that you can play at dinner time or, or anytime is um, what else could this be? Or what's this thing? Or, you know, I think it has a lot of different names, but basically have everybody bring uh, something to the dinner table, or you can do this before dinner, after dinner. Uh, something from your house that's you know able to be carried into the other room, or you you as a parent could bring in several items and put them on a little tray. What you're going to do is each person will pick up one of the items, and they can say what the obvious thing or use is for it. But then you're you're to come up with at least one other way that the the item could be used that's not so obvious. And you can either go around the room and do this for each item, or each person can just do it for the one item. And then you guys could always chime in at the end. But why is this so important? It's because it lets us start seeing that often everyday things or just things in general can be used in more than one way. So for instance, if you have a rubber band, well, often a rubber band is for storing something together, holding something together, often like items, right? Like paper or maybe uh, pencils or something, but it could be used for many other things, right? So then you would go around and think about how else might you use the rubber band? 
Another example would be, let's say that you have tweezers. Well, sure, tweezers are for pulling something out, right? Or picking up really small things. But how else might you need to use those? So you're just trying to be creative. You're trying to use your problem solving, your deduction skills, and your creativity to come up with ideas. Of course, you can make sure the items you use are uh, age appropriate, you know, so that they'd know what the item is. And, and maybe it would be fun for them, right? If it's something funny or silly or uh, cute or whatever you want to choose. But this is a great way to get them thinking about how we perceive things and how we can really go beyond the obvious. Another way to work on this skill, right, to learn beyond the classroom is you can talk about something going on, right, in the world or in the news or maybe your neighborhood and maybe talk about what seems obvious, but that often in the story, it's only, you know, the storyteller who's telling its perception and what other details might there be, you know, that are, um, are part of the story, but we didn't hear. So an example would be if someone was driving and they saw a fender bender, or let's say three people saw it, all of us are going to have um, a different perception or remember, um, we're going to remember different details of what happened. We may be at different angles of what happened. So what we saw is also going to be different. But they say what we remember is often different than the next person, even if we saw the exact same thing. So this is what we're talking about when we're talking about perception and trying to go beyond the obvious. And there's lots of little activities you can do to try to stretch our thinking, to try to recall more information. Another fun little game is doing the recall game. So there's lots of ways to do this, but you can kind of look it up online. But you're basically putting, uh, let's say, you know, you could start with five items on a tray. You can do more items, you know, 10 or 12. And you're to remember as many of the items. So you get a minute or so to look at all the items on the tray. Everybody does. And then you take the tray away and then everybody tries to write down all the items they remember. Okay, so that once again helps us with our recall, our memory. Another one is those games like when you're in the car and you say, I'm going on a trip to wherever. You could say Albuquerque, New Mexico or California, and I'm going to bring. And then you start off with uh, each person brings a different item. Like I would, if I start, I say, I'm going to California and I'm going to bring an apple. And if you're next, you say, I'm going to California. I'm going to bring an apple and a banana. And the next person adds the next letter, a C item. But it's a memorization game. It's a recall game. So by the end, you're trying to remember as many as you can. Now, if your kids are really young, I don't expect that they're going to get through an entire alphabet of remembering that. And sometimes we all need help in this game, but it can be fun and it it can also cause a lot of laughter. Maybe you just do A, B, C, D, E. You know, you start, you stop at five items. Um, You know, so something like that. There's so many ways to have fun with our kids and to learn beyond the classroom, but it's going to take us doing that to be inspired and have a little fun around the table, play games with them and get outdoors. So I would just encourage you, find fun ways to incorporate learning and how we see the world into our weekly activities. And I promise your kids will be so much richer and better off for it. Let's take back our family time. Let's raise kids doing the things we used to do. Let's say no to overscheduled, stuck indoors, extra homework, video game lives. Let's begin to live again. Put away your tablets and your binge-worthy TV shows. Turn off your smartphones. Lace up your walking shoes and let's set out an adventure that will change your life and the direction of your child's future. 
It's time to live again and let's find our next great adventure. Until next time, have a great week.